Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. We're back. We're in the wintertime, I think. It feels like I'm in the basement. We're recording. Oh, this is the part I'm going to talk about the weather because I'm from Minnesota and that's what we do. Like I, this is the dog day of winter where it's like four 30. It's dark. It feels like, cause it's been cloud covered the last few days. And it's just like, Oh, but I had the great, not surprised. Cause I had a tracking number. I had the great box show up at my front door today. Yes. My treats order came in the first of two, unfortunately, cause it, like everybody else, I forgot stuff and then i just waited to the end of the sale to make sure i had everything queued up in my basket because i had it done once and then i had to eliminate it yeah you guys don't care but um there's a lot of cool things happening in the moped world i see um it looks like pinball got re the website's going again i tried to get on there a few weeks ago it wasn't going but it's going now um the threads going to get, is up and live on uh moped army um, I also did, I forgot to say congratulations to Matty Bo and the Graveyard Shifters for becoming MA official. Um, I haven't done that yet, and I know this is all news, but hey, Matty Bo, welcome. And I have a confession to make. Remember a few weeks, Second Chance Moped Podcast, where I said, I'm really good at getting the mail. Uh, I've sucked because I forgot to get somebody's shirt and hat out to him. But this is my commitment to all of you. Tomorrow I get to the post office, but I'm going to sip on my coffee. That was awesome. But we're going to start this week. We've got a guest. We were out on L.A. last week, and this week we're in New York in one of the boroughs because I am an ignorant boy from southern Minnesota, but I realize just because you say New York doesn't mean the city because they're anyways. Um, I'm going to introduce our guest. We all kind of know him if we follow Moped content. Um, you've seen them, you've seen them on moped problems once or twice. And a few of the patrons for Pete's channel saw him on the Tampa video and he reaffirmed one belief I had with that dial a jet. Um, it just is not maybe the best. I, I don't know too much stuff to mess with. Don't give mopeders or racers, any mechanics, adjustable things while they ride. Cause it'll, it causes problems, but with that being said, I'd like our guest to introduce himself. Uh, Parker Boab, uh, hey. captain of Upjet. Hey, Parker, how you doing, my guy? All right, that's quite the uh, quite the intro. Well, I try to, you know, I don't have co-hosts or anything like that, so like, I feel like I need to talk to people, and I don't know if they like it or not, but you know what? It's just what they get for all the money they paid for for their podcast. Uh, I got thank you for letting me push back a few minutes because. Yeah, we, we had to adjust our recording day, and that's cool, and I'm always nimble and flexible like that, but it's Mondays, and usually Mondays I come home from work and nap, so like I, yeah, it was only a few minutes, but yeah, we're going to get going here, Parker. Here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we talk about what happened, i.e. the first time you ever saw a moped, what it was like, you know, kind of middle part of your journey, and what it's like today. So, Parker, let me ask you, not jumping on and having your smile right, but what was your first memory of a moped uh i mean that's kind of a kind of a long one which i'm sure works for a uh podcast format yeah we love stories it's story time here i always keep on thinking i should just change the name to like moped story time but then there's a lot of algorithms and no i'm just yeah. i don't want to go through that work yeah 
so long story is my father in the 70s uh, had purchased the very first uh, Honda NC50s that came to Jackson, Mississippi. Nice. So, uh, yeah, he bought a matching green and yellow one and rode them around. He also had like uh, two Porsche 914. So like he would commute to uh, work on the NC50, but then Mm -hmm. would, you know, do his, I guess, driving around in the, uh, in the 914. Yeah. And then uh, he still had them when I was like growing up and he would like ride me in his lap Mm -hmm. on the NC50. That's hilarious. Because uh, I was like, I don't know, five. I was born in 1985, so I was like, these things yeah. were old by the time yeah. they got to us. And it was uh, the 80s, so you could get away with parents doing that. Now you, now you do that down the block. Somebody's probably calling child protective services on a parent, but oh, yeah, this is in Alabama, so nobody gives <laughs> yeah. shit. <laughs> okay, so you can still do that today. Never mind. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was my first sort of intro into them. Right on. Uh, and then what was it? I was, so I started working on cars and stuff like as a kid and mm-hmm. there's a, uh, it used to be a really cool car show called cruising the coast in Biloxi. Okay. It was actually just all along the coast. And, uh, it was just like 10,000 classic cars all like converge on this one strip between like Biloxi, Gulfport, past Christian and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, uh, we were actually in past Christian in, uh, there was like an antique store that had like a really rusted out moped. And I remember seeing it and having like ridden the moped that was like when I was much younger, I'd like hardly even thought about that. I was like, that is the dopest fucking thing. I'm like, it has pedals and a motor. And (laughs) I was just obsessed with like efficiency and stuff like that. And uh, so I wanted it. My dad said no. uh, Cause he was like, you already have, you know, two cars. We don't need this shit too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, yeah, it was basically like a gap. I didn't have any two-wheel transportation or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then. No, uh, no worries, guy. Yeah, so I was in Ohio. Um, my, like, one of my best friends, his brother was getting married, and they flew me out to be his, like, wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, and I'm, like, friends with the family, so they were just like, come on. Uh, and it's called Putin Bay, Ohio, and it's in one of the middle of the Great Lakes. It's just like a nothing island. There's yeah. only golf carts and just like nothing. They have like a couple of vineyards, but it's a very seasonal like town. Actually, a bunch of uh, the Amphicars, cars, which was cool. Mm-hmm. So like they would uh, you know drive into the water and they would like scoot oh, around. Oh, the aqua cars, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, 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 and I realize that's regional. So like in Minnesota, we call them aqua cars. I yeah, I yeah. I but got a guy like, I know yeah. that builds them actually still to this day and restores the old fifties style one. Yeah, so this is they had a bunch of the fifties ones, um, and we like the wedding was over. We had time to kill before our flight, and uh, we were like, let's rent some mopeds. Cause they had like a little moped rental thing and uh, they had like 60 Tomos arrows, which was crazy to think about now yeah. because like at the time I was just like, Oh, it's, you know, this thing. Exactly. And, just jump on and go. I mean, yeah. yeah. Didn't, it didn't realize how rare a Tomos arrow would actually wind up being. Yeah. Uh, and, no, that, uh, that's hilarious that that was their bike of choice for rentals. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I think they just like, you know, it came out in like, I forget what year, 2008 or something. Mm -hmm. And they probably just got a huge shipment and that was it. Yeah. Uh, So we wound up renting those for the day and I was like, this is fucking dope. Mm -hmm. Uh, Smile ride, everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, And then (laughs) I then I went to it was like two weeks later, three weeks later after that, my wife and I went to Bermuda uh, for a vacation and in Bermuda they have more cars or more uh, like scooters and mopeds and stuff than they do cars. Yeah. So uh, it's like fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend <laughs> if anybody hasn't been to Bermuda yet, go there. It's like a short flight from the East coast and it's insane. Nice. Uh, nice. So Love we rented- the beach boy song. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we, uh, we rented a scooter when we were there and rode that around for like, three days, four days, something. And then as soon as I got back to New York, I bought a moped. Awesome. What like, was your first moped you bought then? So it's a uh, 77 laser. Nice. Uh, still have it. It's gone through many Good lives and many iterations. Uh, currently. It's what like, year is this though? You know, I kind of like my timelines. So like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 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 No, sorry. dude, um, no worries. I'm just here uh, to guide the journey. If bad, you will. Bad storyteller. So uh, oh. this was, no, no, me. This no, was... I'm a bad host. I interrupt all the time for timelines. <laughs> so whatever. Yeah, this was 2012, I think. Okay. Like around November. Yeah. Uh, so I've been in it for, what, eight years? Yeah. Uh, and hardcore into just mopeds and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so I got the, um, the laser. And then shortly after, I just started like, fucking wrecking it it was beautiful too i was such an asshole it was like <laughs> so original and beautiful and i was just like i'm gonna cafe this which is oh of course you know, yeah everybody's like, what first moped and shit they like get a top tank and they can't yep. it yep, yep. Um, so no, I, let, I me, let me it. let me rewind a little bit on this um you I had a question or two i wanted to ask you now yep. did you said your dad had the car and the notepad like did yeah. were you were your parents mechanically inclined at all or were you mechanically inclined because you said you know i know a little bit about you but the 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 overall general public does i know you do photography for a living for last i was told or am uh, i just uh, got my bad information uh slightly bad information okay I'm, uh, not really i was um i wanted to be a photographer at one point and then okay. dropped out of photo school to do design okay so so I'm a creative director. Yeah, yeah. Well, if anybody follows Parker's on Instagram, we'll we'll get a link to him. He has some beautiful photography. That's why I, I even assumed that you um did for a living. Um, so you're not like a redneck like me that came like always with like a seven sixteenths or ten millimeter in his hand since birth. Um, what like I didn't let you. I didn't allow you to finish. <laughs> but like, no, were no. your parents mechanically inclined, or like, was there any? sort of motorhead slash wrencher in the family no none uh so what happened there is that my father is uh so my dad's an electrical engineer he owns a cable company he's owned radio stations sort of like electrical engineering uh and then my mother is in advertising as well so that's where i got like uh the art side yeah but when i my father you know, the best fucking man in the world, uh, just constantly encourages 
anything that I want to do mm -hmm. or like try or learn, fail, whatever the fuck. Yeah. That's what he was a supporting parent. That's awesome. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, when I was like 11, I think I got like a car catalog for, um, like a Volkswagen, mm -hmm. like car catalog in the mail by accident. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it came, but I was flipping Ran through a mailer list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just I was like flipping through the pages and I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. Like, mm -hmm. you know, seeing, uh, you know, Volkswagen parts and stuff. And I fell in love with the Carmen Ghia uh, okay. in the catalog. I was just like, oh my God, that thing's awesome. And uh, so I asked my dad and I was like, hey, can I restore a car? And he was just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like an 11 year old kid asking his dad if like he can get a car and restore it. And yeah. uh, he said yes. And so we bought a Carmen Ghia. Uh, did a little bit of work on it it turned out to be like way too bad for like a beginner project so yeah. um we bought one that was in slightly better condition we bought a triumph spitfire which awesome. is just like a yeah, yeah two-door convertible british sports car no those are fun little cars yeah, yeah 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 so uh he bought me that instead like after and restored it did the whole mm -hmm. car show circuit uh That's that awesome. became like my daily driver in high school and so right we on, still dude. have it so when I go home to visit. Nice. Know, yeah, dude, that's nice. so, that's so yeah. rad. Like I got, I had a little similar story, like um, before my dad passed, like I was a redneck. So I loved Camaros. My dad bought me a 69 Camaro and it was a clone car and they didn't call them clone cars back then, but it was a copy of a Z28. And we we're before his passing where my, I grew up in a body shop for those who don't know, like he was, already he was starting to go through how to cut quarters off cars and i mean it wasn't that rough a shape it was still a driver and how we we're gonna do this that and the other thing but yeah dude that's really rad your dad enabled that um, mechanical side of you because i could totally see your dad being a, a smart obviously a smart individual being like no let's not do this and but dude that's so rad your dad was very supportive in that way um so southern living you yeah, um, yeah. So we'll get back into your moped journey a little bit more. Um, how did you buy your first moped? You bought. You said you bought that laser. Like, was it just a yeah. Facebook Marketplace or was it just a Craigslist ad? And where was, were you living at this point in the world? So, uh, yeah, addressing the borough question earlier, uh, mm -hmm. I'm in Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, over at 25th and Third, if anybody wants to come by and visit. Um, Write that down here. <laughs> um been to so manhattan yeah. a few times dude it's fucking beautiful my ex-wife was from queens and i'd always we 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 got out to new york a few times uh i love the corned beef hash in manhattan some little cuban diner i'd always go to when we'd go into town it's just all the food's amazing yeah. new york is a trip new york's a fucking trip <laughs> it is <laughs> like you it's 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 great but like you don't see grass there that's the only thing that kind of screwed me up after the second time i went there i'm like and I was, again, farm kid, like it took me a minute to figure out what was missing. I'm like, there's no grass, but you know, mm -hmm. some of the parks have grass and it's, but it's a rad city, dude. So your wallet was probably also missing. Dude, they fived in, nah, I was good. <laughs> but like the thing I realized about New York, it's not expensive to go do stuff and hang out. If you're smart about it, they just five and $10 you to death. I mean, yeah. It's, and dude, but as long as you got that in mind, because next thing you know, you can go through an afternoon and spend a hundred bucks and have zero to show for it. Yeah. You'll also <laughs> wind up having to like dip, uh, dip into like 
uh, restaurants and bars and things just to use the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> there are no public restrooms. No. <laughs> so carry cash because you're going to have to like buy a drink and use the bathroom or something. Yep. Or get the $5 slice of pizza just to go in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so shit, we were saying, oh, how did I buy my first moped? Yep. So I bought it on Craigslist. Well, actually, first of all, um, because I'm a, you know, goddamn hipster, I had it in my head. I was like, I'm going to get a top tank. And so I was looking at the different mm-hmm. ones. I decided that I wanted a Minarelli because uh, I was like the V1, everything I read about it, it was like super solid. Yep. I liked the styling that most of the bikes came on with it. And then uh, so I actually went to Second Stroke originally uh, to look at buying a moped and they didn't really have something that I was like looking for. Yeah. In retrospect, they really did it's just i was <laughs> i had it in my head of what i wanted you had uh, one bike and one bike only and nothing else would suffice i i mean we all go yeah. i think there's a lot of people in that if when they're actually going out to buy their very first moped i think they get in that phase because i had one kid who absolutely had to have a top tank for his first moped and mm-hmm. i i sold him a hobbit i'm like dude this is gonna be a rad bike for you but then he he did end up finding a magnum to buy after he bought my hobbit so like you know whatever dude if you want a top tank rock on with your top tank yeah i mean it, they're all gateway drugs so yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah so i i found one on uh craigslist and it was like 700 bucks or something but mm-hmm. you know i like in the city i don't have a car or didn't have a car any way of like getting mm-hmm. around really and this thing was in connecticut which was okay. like only you know an hour away maybe uh so i hired somebody off of craigslist as well to drive me out to uh connecticut to buy it and then drive (laughs) me back which was an extra like 150 bucks or something yeah yeah. uh so yeah i got it back and just you know rode it around stock always forgetting to turn off the petcock and like flooding the engine and shit and yeah dude uh, (laughs) just like it doesn't start and i was like i was that like bad purchaser where i was like calling the guy who sold it to me being like what's going on yeah yeah you broke you sold me a broken bike for 700 dollars. yeah yeah i was a dick Um, (laughs) but like after i don't know the third time he didn't like or the third time i called him he was just like you know get out of here (laughs) yeah yeah pretty much like be away with you moped child yeah so i started uh figuring things out on my own and uh hanging out at second stroke Mm -hmm. pretty much is this their original shop yeah over on uh willoughby and broadway okay Uh, so hanging out with uh pete and besnick and uh g at the time Mm -hmm. all the uh (laughs) all the original folks and yeah that was like you know, the rest of my life was downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you started hanging out at second stroke. Um, what was like, and I'm assuming it's for that laser. What was your first performance mod you did for that laser other than shut the pet cock off when you shut the bike off. So you didn't love it. That made it run so much better. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, so I went straight in for, uh, 80 Polini or, you know, 74 Polini, whichever side of the fence you sit on that one. (laughs) Uh, and then, uh, I went with the EV turbo pipe and, uh, 1515 Shaw. Nice. So you, you hit it hard right out of the gate, dude. That's awesome. 
a little bit. I tried to do like a 21 PHBG and Pete uh, talked me out of it. He was just like, slow your roll. Mm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. glad he did that. But that EV pipe was like such a fucking nightmare to ride because that pipe is so loud. And I was going to say, aren't they super long too? If I They're not longer than the wheelbase, which is good. I always hate when a pipe sticks out further than your back tire. Uh, yeah that's to me that just looks terrible but um it didn't stick out past the rear wheel it just it was so loud i had like cyclists coming up next to me and being like is that thing supposed to be this loud <laughs> is it any worse than like a, pro, a honda with a promo with a blown out baffle like they all get um i can't speak to that oh but, okay uh, no worries i it's it's bad it's, it's really bad <laughs> i the pipe ripped it was a really yeah. good pipe but uh not in a city especially like because we're surrounded by buildings and all exactly. the sound just like reverberates back down to you and shit or like echoes back it's yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty awful no it's pretty awesome you you mispronounce <laughs> there it's yeah. awesome like yeah dude i love that shit like when it's just loud as hell and reverberating all around i was riding around I think a year or so ago, it was two years ago. Cause it was before Rona and like, I was riding around downtown St. Paul and outdoor patios. <laughs> like somebody, one of the local mopeders ended up texting me or DMing me, Henry, fix your goddamn baffle. Cause everybody was complaining about it, but you know, it's just mopeds dude. No worries. Yeah. Um, so you got that bike, you started doing, you got that planing, you got it. You got that 1515. Um, what was at what point for you did you start have you and it's interesting to me because like in the midwest a lot of us not a lot of us but a good chunk of us have houses or garages or shops um and we can hoard like i i somehow magically got like seven eight bikes and like whatever but like how was that for you being in a major metropolitan area where space is limited and like did you ever get that bug to start collecting bikes left and right or how did that all go for you so right now I have something like 11 bikes. Good for so, you, son. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, the bug definitely catches up to you whether you like it or not. Um, but when I, I was in like a tiny one bedroom and, you know, I didn't really have space for parts and things, but I managed to pick up a couple extra lasers and things, break them down. And it was just, I had a closet in my apartment that was just literally floor to ceiling, front to back packed with moped parts and shit and uh you know i i do have to say like my wife has been a pretty big champion during all this because yeah i was gonna ask you're married how did that happen <laughs> and yeah, how did so, you stay married during mopeds <laughs> yeah we were together for like six years or so mm -hmm. before mopeds came into the picture and uh <laughs> you know we're coming up we just had our no 14 year anniversary Yay. together yeah. we're clapping thank you uh and she's been on board with it this whole time she finds them fun they do get kind of annoying when they take over the apartment like that but she's been a she's been a champ does she uh, get out and ride at all or is she just kind of that wife at the sideline cheering you along uh she rides a little bit on her own uh mm -hmm. mostly she just likes to ride on the back with me nice dude and just yeah she's she's totally down to ride all the time and we've since again we didn't have like a car or anything before we would ride year round together yeah. and so it'd be like you know 20 degrees out 10 degrees yeah, out yeah. and she's on the back 
riding with me somewhere which is dude dope. that's awesome and like that i can totally like i know i growing up again me being a kid, small town kid and i'm sure with you like not grow not a born and bred new yorker like you'd always hear about people not having a car not needing a car like it wasn't until my first time going to new york i truly understand you a car is almost a hindrance unless you can do everything you need to do to store your car park your car and all that like that was great you know we'd go out once twice a year and like i'd literally park my car somewhere and i was lucky enough where my ex-wife's family will just say i I don't want to misspeak and i don't want to get myself in trouble basically her family made sure nothing ever happened to my car and that's all i'll say (laughs) um it's very mafia no, she, uh, think, of, think of the demographic that lived in Jamaica, Queens, but yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> um, but it was great just riding the subway. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I got lost so many times, but you know, you still had an adventure even when you get lost on the subway and you said you were the moped just kind of became your car in New York house. Have you, I, I hate to bring this up even I feel like I got knock on wood, so I don't jinx anybody. Have you gotten any bad or any, I mean, obviously you've gotten close once or How about accidents in New York for you? Have you, yeah, what's that? Yeah. I, okay. I have a hard, like, I have a hard time even saying that to people because honestly, I used to talk about it a lot and I try not to at all with moped people. I, I was limping at a ride a couple years ago and this one, my friend's wife asked me, well, what happened to you? And I explained to her literally we got on our bikes and she laid her bike down, went to the hospital. And I was like, <gasps> so I'll never talk about it at a rally yeah. or anything like that, but no, I'm not superstitious. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've, I've had a couple of not like bad, bad accidents. I haven't been T-boned. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been hit by a car. Um, but I've had like mechanical failures and stuff that have caused, uh, injury. Yeah. And, uh, Let's see, I was actually the the laser. It was pretty soon after I got it, and I was still cafeing it. Um, I had the front fender still on, the mm-hmm. like metal front fender, and I was riding. And it was like this this friend of ours that you know I had just gotten in. And I was you know really excited to take everyone for a ride. I was like, come on, let me show you my moped. Yeah. And so we were riding and uh, just going up Third Avenue right by my apartment, and we hit this like you know, they, where they repave a road, they'll like carve it up, they'll like mm-hmm. dig up the street and it's like kind of shaky or whatever. Yeah. A lot of gravel. Uh, so I hit that and all of a sudden my front fender breaks off from the rear and wedges into the tire in the front. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden it starts like shooting back and forth with the handlebars and it was just yep. like, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, I was going probably like 25, 30 miles an hour or something mm-hmm. like that. A good and, rate of speed. Yeah, you know, it's a slightly like performance moped mm-hmm. and taking a second person. Uh, so the fender's like digging into the tire, digging into the tire. And then eventually when I'm like trying to slow down, it gets to like 15 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden at that point, the I think the momentum was no longer able to push through it trying to like jam the tire. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, the front tire just locked up and I went like completely you know, head over heel, like flip over. Uh, And then like my leg got through the, like below the top tank and above the motor, like in that little cut through area, like my leg got through that. Uh, The, the girl that was on the back with us, she landed on top of me 
and uh so she was like not a scratch like i that, I was gonna say at least good for her i mean i yeah. don't want bad shit to happen to you but you would i know you would probably <laughs> feel terrible if anything had happened to that person oh yeah no she was perfectly fine i was like covered in blood i <laughs> her and, pride. like yeah. yeah like broken i think a rib or like fractured a rib or something it was i was you know sort of yeah. done yeah uh, <laughs> And then I was, you know, probably 10 blocks away from my apartment. And so I got up, I kicked, like stomped the front fender out of the tire. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like wedging it anymore. And then rode it home okay. and then just like parked it until I, you know, was able to get it fixed. But that was for probably the first two years in mopeds, three years, I rode without a front fender and everyone was just like, you know, attributed it to me being like a cafe boy or like some oh, okay. fucking hipster. But I was just like... <laughs> my first really bad accident was caused by a fender. So like I refuse to ride with them. There you go. Well, no, I, I can accept that. Like I, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. They're like, I just don't want to get wet. That's why I always run. Oh yeah. From fenders. Like, I mean, I, I'd have to ride like Ace Ventura with like your head. Like string of, uh, of water just fly past. Yeah, but, I don't know how people do it, dude, with no front brace, no front fender, dude. Like, I, I've ridden a few stock bikes just getting them together. Like, it's all I do is feel the bike turning on me. Um, yeah. So you're a couple years in. You've got at least the laser. How many bikes do you have at this point? A lot. A lot. Uh, <laughs> and then a, a bunch of extra engines and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's probably how most people know me is I'm a, a hoarder of mineral stuff. Nice, and, dude. Good uh, for you. Good. So, I, I support. I wholeheartedly support. Um, let me ask you this: Are do you yeah. allow any of them back in the wild, though? Selling them? Sell, yeah. Do you ever sell much? I sold my first bike the other day to one of my neighbors to okay. like get him riding, but it mm -hmm. was a I sold him an RD two hundred. Okay. Uh, that I just bought at the beginning of COVID to get around a little easier, um, mm -hmm. but was ready to pass it on yeah but um, uh, no i haven't really sold anything it's it's hard about. to sell it's hard to yeah. sell because you get these hurt i get emotionally attached to myself um so it's been a couple years in the mopeds at this point had you you're hanging around second stroke which is really awesome you guys had had that shop at that time in new york other than like what moped gang was around at that point so at the time in New York, it was Mission 23. Okay. Okay. That's what I was kind of, through my own little research, that's what I was yeah. kind of guessing. Had you yeah. gotten out to rallies other than anything they had put on? Uh, no, it was just um, the Mission 23 rally. Their last one they threw was my first rally. Okay. And then um, just started riding in every weekly ride that happened and, you know, just kind of trying to be part of the community. Because, uh, I don't know, at the time I only had like work friends and shit or mm -hmm. like people that we knew through people we knew. And it was not really like my friends, I felt like. So yeah. it was something that I latched on to the community for some sort of like, you know, social life. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying about that. Like there, you had a lot of associates, not friends, if you will. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like that weird thing of like, you're uh you know an adult that doesn't want to hang out with the people you work with and i'm not a religious person by any stretch mm -hmm. so it's not like you know where do you go to meet friends yeah like, through hobbies exactly. uh, 
so that was one of the cool byproducts of of it of like just riding wrenching and hanging out at the shop mm-hmm. but uh no quickly after that it was you know we I think the next rally I went to might have been Legion. Okay. And uh, we rode there from New York. That's uh, what, I'm so jealous of you guys that are so close to each other up in that Northeast corridor. Like they can, it can ride to each other's cities like that. Yeah. It's well, I mean, you say that, but you also don't have a car. So Touché. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things like, Oh, you're, it's only four hours by car. And it's like, yeah, but, you don't have a car. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, you know, I started going to as many rallies as I could. Uh, we also did um, Pete who owns second stroke. He invited us to uh, this lake house that he had in Connecticut mm-hmm. where his parents were building. And so we like camped in it, but we nice. rode like 120 miles on mopeds to go just like stay for the weekend. And his, yeah. uh, like camping in the half-built house on a lake which that's is so open. mopeds yeah, yeah yeah um i was gonna ask you something in that little intermingle oh with that legion rally which yep. disaster happened was it the drowning <laughs> was it the spaghetti or uh no no this was pre-disasters I mean, yeah i i can't really think of anything really disastrous that happened that time uh it was pretty disastrous. And I definitely did get, I got spaghetti. So yeah. uh, I'll never forget. Uh, do you want to tell, okay, I've gotten full granial detail from Charlie and Becca buzzard. Yeah. Uh, so I've got the Southern kind of end of what happened. Why don't you tell the guests at second <laughs> chance and Legion? I love you guys. Sh- things happen. Mistakes happen. Nobody holds you accountable. I'm not trying to like, blast i think it's fucking hilarious because i wasn't there and it didn't happen to me so why don't you (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know how much i mean it's sort of a blur uh (laughs) why don't you tell people what happened for because i know there's a few new people at least even that i'm friends with around here that i've been lucky enough to get out and meet people because of tampa and we'll get there but like um that don't know what the hell we're talking about so why don't you kind of explain a little bit Okay, so first of all, yes, Legion, love you guys. They're love you guys. Some of my favorite fucking people, and uh, always will be. But we were we were at the rally. This was two years ago, maybe three. Somebody can somebody can correct yes. me. A couple of years yeah. ago, uh, and you know, one of the traditions at rallies is you feed people. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, they had uh, their prospects. Uh, who helped prepare all the food. And I didn't even realize this was a It's Always Sunny reference, but uh, in It's Always Sunny, Charlie, I think, brings a Ziploc of spaghetti. Yes, what's your spaghetti policy? Yeah. 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 Uh, And so they decided to like riff on that and they made a whole shitload of spaghetti and put all the, the noodles in Ziploc bags and they had a, uh, a meat sauce and a vegetarian sauce uh, that was like available that you could mm-hmm. like put on there, but you ate it with chopsticks. Uh, <laughs> and it was halfway on the ride. It was, you know, we left uh, Honest Bob's uh, and then went on this ride, went to this lake that they've done like baptisms and, and it's like a lake that you always, or a river that you always go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we get to this river and they start handing out these bags of 
uh, spaghetti and you know you go put your sauce on it whatever we hit the ride but coming back and on the ride you just start seeing people peeling off Mm-hmm. Like pulling over to the side of the road, like vomiting and stuff. And I'm thinking like, oh, people were, you know, drunk or something, <laughs> which that's that's moped world where you're just like, oh, that person that's throwing up is just drunk and riding yeah, yeah. the vehicle. Um, and we get back to the shop and everyone's still trying to figure out what's going on. Like everyone is getting sick and yeah. don't really <laughs> know what it is. And so we start doing this, uh, you know, detective work trying to figure out <laughs> what's going on. A couple of people went to the hospital uh, and it turns out, yeah, everyone's getting food poisoning. So we start trying to figure out what it was. It was at the Dunkin' Donuts they serve in the morning or like the uh, breakfast tacos. If it was the spaghetti, was it the meat sauce or was Mm -hmm. it the uh, vegetarian sauce? And, you know, people were just like, no, no, I had the vegetarian. I didn't have the meat and I still got sick. Uh, And then it turns out um, uh, Grasso, who's in Black Black, uh, he ate, and forgive me if my memory of this is wrong, uh, Grasso, but you ate like just the noodles and still got food poisoning. Mm. And <laughs> so we we're like, oh shit, it was the actual like noodles themselves. Uh, and I think something like 45 people wound up getting food poisoning at that rally. Uh, three were went to the hospital. Uh, I spent the entire night puking into the side of this like, abandoned car under the overpass <laughs> i still have a photo of the uh the passenger seat which <laughs> anybody that knows the legion shop knows that there's like a bunch of scrap cars or like you know these weird cars with like bullet holes in them and like blood on them uh they're always parked under this overpass and for one or <laughs> some reason i picked out this one as my target and i every time i went to get a puke i just puked into the passenger seat of this car well, and it was consistent. like that's what we love about yeah. you parker <laughs> <laughs> there was such a trail of suffer coming from the bottom of that thing it was like pouring out the door <laughs> it was so bad oh god dude. i think that's uh as you laugh now that's that whole thing that's fun after the fact um yeah and i, I got told did you did you finally hear what how they figured out what happened it was like botulism or something that like well, what happened was this they because charlie and becca told me this over freaking dinner and like they cooked the noodles and they didn't let them they didn't set them in the fridge or anywhere cold they put them in ziploc bags and then they threw them in the cooler right away mm. that's what i guess what happened but yeah charlie and becca were some of the people that went to the hospital tommy buzzard went to the hospital like Oh, I mean, shit, a lot more than three went because yeah, I know and like, like four hundred people then. Because, and the worst was, I guess it was really good spaghetti too. That's that was the really insulting thing about the whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Becca said, like, you didn't, you had zero warning. Like, usually yeah. if you're getting sick, like it's like, oh, I'm gonna like, but this was just within a second, boom, it's exploding into your helmet. It was just yeah, oh. somebody did puke into their helmet on the ride. Yeah. yeah um it hit me later i think because um there was one point i um i think i was switching with um i think i was riding with lucian also an upjet uh mm-hmm. not at the time but i was riding on the back of a loner uh arrow and um i was like double clutching a big gulp and a <laughs> 24 ounce pacifico 
And uh, so I was just like constantly drinking. And so I think staying hydrated helped. Uh, And then we get back to the the shop and everyone's like getting sick. I'm like, I kind of feel a little weird. I don't know, Mm -hmm. maybe. And then just full on. Like there's there's a couple topic. waves from my understanding but you know much better yeah. than me i just had sorry to bring that up again legion like i just <laughs> i had to because like again i wasn't there so it's fucking hilarious to me um yeah, yeah. and I, I and just if anybody from legion i, I i'm sure they want to bury this in the past but like there's also a F- always sunny in philadelphia episode where they poison everybody so that could be a rally idea i'm just throwing it out there um but to, I, made, I made sure when leaving, because uh, I went back to New York that night, I was like, oh, this, this sucks. I'm not staying Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but I made sure, I'll leave the person's name out of it, but I, uh, the person who food poisoned us, I went up to him, hugged him, and I was just like, uh, all harm, no foul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love you. And went back to New York. Yeah. And you know, mistakes happen and oh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's mopeds, um, for you, but we'll get back going a little bit. So you, you've done your start, you're getting into rallies. You're mm-hmm. what, like, and we're jumping all over. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What's the other than Tampa, what was the farthest rally you'd been to at uh, this point? Um, I'm saying like right now sitting here yeah. today. I think the furthest rally that I went to just for the rally yep. uh, would have been New Orleans. Okay. It was Now uh, you say of, just for the rally, have you gone to other stuff for other reasons and happened to be at a rally or what was well, that? Well, no. So like I did pinball or Baker's yeah, dozen. I, wa- I wanted to talk to you about that because yeah, yeah. I didn't notice. It's fun. It will, I'll let you talk, but like before, once we get going into pinball, like I didn't realize your um, Tyler it was your buddy, your up yeah, yeah. buddy, like ugly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, super nice guy. Hi, Tyler. If you listen, um, I didn't realize he had done it either. But like, I knew, I knew the face, and I never met him. But like, yeah. What want to talk about your pinball experience? Uh, sure. Uh, so <laughs> Parker's like, <laughs> oh, Parker's gonna get into a blanket and just shiver himself to sleep tonight. It looks like with all these traumatic experiences. Uh. Yeah, seriously, reliving my worst shit, which <laughs> is my moped career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Sabat, Ugpi, and I made a team. Uh, we found out that Baker's Dozen was leaving from New York, actually like five blocks from my apartment. Oh, wow. Uh, Red Ball Garage. Yeah, it's really close. And so we decided, we're like, fuck, there's no way we're not doing this because it's leaving from here. Half the logistics are already done. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Sabat, Ugpi, and I start building the bike. And uh, Sabat has a van. We'll run chase and like alternate things like that. Um, but yeah, it knows probably one of the sickest things I've ever done. And consequently, I will never ride a derby again. Because <laughs> <laughs> we did it on a, a piston port derby TT. Uh, we braced it did a second gas tank we did this like ridiculous ram air coming up from above the front fender scooping down onto the head i saw that uh, that was insane is was that a yeah. sabat idea oh of or, course yeah, yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> uh so no it, was, it worked great too because the first day i was running it it kept hitting like a little high it was like 410 or something you know a little high to be mm-hmm. to be riding like watt 
and I realized that the the little cowl was pointed just away from the cylinder mm -hmm. and so like I kicked it back in front and it was you know riding 360 at that point it nice. made a huge Perfect. difference yeah 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 um but the what was funny uh, bad shit that happened I had this uh this cell phone mount on the middle of the handlebars like for mm -hmm. the first day and so we left from New York we we're riding to Lancaster and um it was like we'd just gotten out of, or I just gotten out of New York and I was I think pretty far ahead of the chase vehicle at the time mm -hmm. and uh I stopped for gas so like at that we had planned on like you know the van being there to fill up on gas so you didn't really have to stop uh so stop for gas fill up and then go to leave and I'm like turning you know like get on the road mm -hmm. and my hand knocks my cell phone off the mount and then I like what the fuck was that I'm like looking yeah. around realize the phone's gone so I pull over and I go to like turn back mm -hmm. and then just three cars just roast my phone Ooh, like yeah. one after the other just run it over uh and so it was like completely destroyed yeah and then I'm like shit now you know I have no way of getting in touch with my teammates mm -hmm. uh so I think they were just like going and were like trying to figure out where my last my location sent last from glimpse yeah. found me uh gave me one of their phones got back on the bike and started riding but to go two weeks this was from like new york to austin okay so it was a it was a long trip down the east yeah. coast gulf coast into texas uh and i did the entire thing without a phone which you don't realize how fucking hard it is to get into your accounts and do things with oh. you know double authentication and uh at the time i had this like weird cell phone service so i couldn't just go to like a at&t and get a new phone because mm -hmm. this was what five year four years ago or yeah i think five years ago yeah i had, I I had google fi at the time or okay. project fi so you could only use it on a google phone but nobody locally sold one yeah and so i was like trying to get one mailed to me just ahead of the where we were writing to and just nothing wound up working out so yeah, really no excuse, enough so and yeah yeah that, that that's rough um especially on a moped trip without not only a cross-country moped trip but like any rally or anything like anybody because it seems like somebody always something happens to their phone it's happened to me on rides whatever it just yeah. it's like 10 percent of you is gone because then you can't listen to your tunes you can't check all your shit you gotta check and blah 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 so can't check in with the wife yeah yeah that that had yeah. to be a good explanation like emailing her or something like that a few days a day or so later um yeah. so that happened right away want to talk yeah. about a little more of the experience um going on and the pinball run that year or the baker's uh, dozen yeah yeah so uh I'm trying to think of some of the memorable stuff it was actually kind of cool. I got into Lancaster. Um, we did really well the first day, even though the phone thing happens. But mm -hmm. I got to the uh, Legion shop in Lancaster like an hour before anybody even got off work. And awesome. just, I just had to like sit around by myself. Yeah. Just, like, I was fizzing. I was like, yeah, mopeds. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, nobody's here. <laughs> yeah. You feel accomplished uh, that you beat everybody, but there's no real accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to get some of the other memorable things um so i started using ugpi's phone at one point uh it's well i mean pretty much the whole thing i was alternating between sabat and ugpi's phones mm -hmm. and we were riding 
through, I think it was to Atlanta and uh, Ugpe's cell phone service got shut off and it was in a torrential downpour and it was like some error or something. They just, his signal got turned off and uh, I couldn't get in touch with anybody and I was like trying to figure things out. And then uh, I ran into um, Zach from uh, Pike's Powder Coating, like LSLB. He oh, okay. was also running it with us. Uh, milk crates, Zach Richards. Um, <laughs> and we were, we were like riding and I saw him go and I was like, you know, wide open throttle trying to catch up with him, doing a full tuck uh, in the rain. And oh. I was like, I was pointing at my phone and I was like, no signal. Like, where's my going? <laughs> and he's like, 20 miles this way and i'm like cool and then just like full tuck and kept going uh and just trying to you know figure it out while i'm writing like texting and or trying to text and get the service back i think i had voice but i didn't have data so i was able mm-hmm. to call sabat and like talk to ugpi and get him to like fix it uh so this goes on it was like the longest day too it was like 350 miles and that was sort of in the middle of it finally stops raining uh, Zach and Rigsby switch off for their team. And then uh, we catch up to each other just like 10 miles out from, or 20 miles out from the destination in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then I was like so exhausted at that point because all the shit with the phone and like getting lost and riding through the rain. And it's a competition. So we were trying to like edge out. And I was like, all right, you know, Rigsby, who was in second place at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, with us and I was like and we were in first like let's just take it easy let's ride in together you know you know like Thelma and Louise into the sunset uh, <laughs> yeah yeah and so we we start you know riding normal at the very last turn it was like you know less than a minute from the finish line he jumps in front of a car runs like a red light Ooh. And uh, takes first place from me by like three seconds. Oh, Motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, you dick. And yeah. He just comes over to me and he's like, I'm not a good person. I'm like, not a good person. <laughs> at least he admitted it. I yeah. mean, you got to like, give the guy some credit for that. Like, thank you. Yes, I know. I still love you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, fun, fun memories. Uh, there's like, <laughs> there's a... Uh, like some strip club in Pensacola that has a Polaroid of me and Rigsby kissing from that checkpoint. That Beautiful. was like how we made up. We, uh, <laughs> we, kissed, we kissed on the lips and uh, got a Polaroid of it. And now there it you go. With, uh, what was her name? Uh, Jade from State Farm. Is her oh, name wow. on Instagram? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We'll have so, to all look that up. Jade. Yeah. Somebody tag her in the, uh, in the description, Jade from State yeah. Farm. Uh, that's that's hilarious so yeah. it seems like just because it's a continuity we all tend to have in mopeds uh rallies and whatnot have you made any of the west coast rallies i've been to the portland national rally that was like oh shit no i guess that's probably my longest trip yeah I'd... It, it depends we drove to new orleans from new york which is like 22 hours in a car yeah. i flew to portland so yeah <laughs> yeah. um, I, i'd say the drive is a longer longer deal did you um yeah. for the portland rally did you get a loaner or did you have a bike shipped out there yeah we got uh, i got a loaner um i stayed with sabat who's an upjet who lives out there and he has tons of bikes so i rode like some aprilia 50 
cc like scooter thing right on pretty dope yeah 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 uh that's again i i know i'm still very new to the whole moped scene and culture but i have to get out in the west coast ride just because i've been out there enough to realize how i was just having this conversation with the kid the other night i'm like dude get out and he's even newer than i am i'm like you gotta get out next year because i love minnesota and st paul minnesota is still one of my favorite cities to go just blast and check out the topography and all that but like this is a beautiful country every oh, yeah. place every place is rad to ride in its own right um, that's probably what i learned the most about on on doing uh bakers is uh just riding through all these different areas and taking the mm-hmm. back roads and really seeing america mm-hmm. i mean good and bad you know tons of you know <laughs> political signs i don't exactly agree with yeah, and, yeah. Uh, lots of roadkill and shit which is just really sad you know, mm. I, if I don't see another dead deer on the side of the road, I'd be a happy person. That's but, uh, the thing the South is really good for is like dead animals and tires. I noticed yeah. that, like, I don't know what the deal is, but like, it just, they just don't last that long, I guess, up here in Minnesota. <laughs> well, I was riding out of, or they're better at cleaning them up. Uh, I was better or riding through um, New Orleans. We're leaving New Orleans to go into to Beaumont, Texas, I think was the next stop from there. Uh, I saw a road killed uh, crocodile or oh, wow. or something it was massive yeah and i just cannot imagine what it did to that fucking car that hit it, it i yeah insane. it'd have to total it because like oh, you yeah. know that's that's big business in the midwest <laughs> is collision repair on deer after like yeah. for cars so yeah that's that's nuts um crocodile that's just pure mass yeah dude that's and you're riding, I'm I'm thinking of the physics of that right now. Like you're going over that thing because like deer anyways, but um yeah. so, <laughs> we're we're not only a moped podcast, we're a roadkill podcast as well. Um yeah. my redneck roots are coming out of me. So um, <laughs> dude, I I knew kids in high school that would go deer hunting and then they'd fill their deer tags and then they'd go purposely hit deer so they get another tag, like this whole fucking redneck there i'm like what the hell is wrong with you like oh i got more deer in the freezer what the fuck like just unbelievable like just whatever yeah ptsd what can i say um so i'm trying to think you're in upjet now how did that and i know and i don't need to know but like i know mission 23 came and went how did upjet end up forming like how what was the story behind that so uh, Pete, who was the captain of Mission 23 at the time uh, mm-hmm. and owned Second Stroke, I guess recognized or felt or whatever that Mission 23 wasn't really going to continue. They weren't taking in prospects. They weren't really you know, doing anything much besides mm-hmm. their meetups or whatever. Uh, and so he left Mission 23 to start Upjet. And he originally approached me on like one of the rides and he was like, Hey, I'm going to start a new club. Do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, fuck moped clubs. That sounds dumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then eventually I was just like, you know, what? I, I, I think I would be in for that. And he was just like, good. I put you on the roster. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, yeah, it just started as everyone that was like the new scene who was hanging out at second stroke, who was doing the weekly rides, who was wrenching and like hanging out and yeah started a club 
and we started really big, then got pretty small, then got big again, then got small again, and as everything ebbs and flows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but a lot of a lot of incredible people I've met over the years, and like, you know, everything that we've been able to do with it is is fucking incredible. What year it. did Upjet start? I think 2013. Okay. Like I, I hadn't been into mopeds very long at all, and it sort of started and so it was like a new thing to think about uh and yeah i think we've been around for like seven years maybe eight i'll have to look into that <laughs> no worries <laughs> no worries my guy I, should, I feel like i should know that answer yes you should damn it no it's it is what it is um yeah. so i think i know the story but how did the fuck up jet chant get going uh well up jet sucks Oh, Upjet sucks. Yeah. Fuck the yeah. swoops. I'm sorry. Everybody's got their yeah. own like. So Upjet sucks started actually at the uh, the New Orleans rally that I went to, like mm-hmm. the we drove down for, because uh, we had uh, that was like, you know, whichever year that is, that's actually a good uh, bookmark for when you can say that Upjet started because it was just before that. We had a member uh, who owned a bread truck that we like taped out this giant upjet logo on the side and they all drove down in that and then Mm -hmm. we you know some of us took a separate car some people flew in uh but we showed up it was like kind of kicking open the door when you like you know walk in somewhere it was just like we're up jet we got this fucking like sick ass van and uh we there was like a uh um like a scavenger hunt that year and we won the scavenger hunt we uh like won everything in the raffle like anything that you could have <laughs> like been given or like done at the rally we just fucking stomped yeah and uh so everyone started chanting when it was like you know oh this raffle number or, and then be like yeah yeah and then start chanting upjet sucks and so <laughs> we uh we kind of just went with that and then we turned it into upjet never lose so okay. that's like that's our like that's how we refer to <laughs> us everyone else says upjet sucks we say upjet never lose <laughs> that's hilarious yeah that's it we just we have a tendency and i think it was maybe the legion rallies like after there was just a handful that uh it became this thing that we won everything that we went to <laughs> like all the rally except for the bikes we never win uh raffle bikes okay for some reason but we'll win everything else nice so um that's where that comes from yeah you guys should probably try to poach jake kane because he's the one who tends to win rally bikes too whenever he shows up so get that weld wizard and see if you see what you can do to recruit in the midwest then you guys can <laughs> just go take everything maybe, um, maybe a scout yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw, I saw, and he won something for the Moped Monday raffle. And like, I'm friends with those guys, and like, I was just, I, I wanted to enter, but I, I forgot. I'm not gonna lie, I, I kept on meaning to. Like a lot of us, like, I had to do that on that date. Oh, damn it. Um, so Upjet sucks. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> never loses whatever. Um, yeah. And then we can kind of go into a little bit like at what point, why don't you talk about your aqua green Tomos that maybe some, that's where a lot of you may have seen if you, 
wondering who Parker is and you watch um, Moped Problems, Pete's Second Chance, uh, or uh, I'm getting tired, Pete's um, Second Stroke YouTube sh- channel, um, you know Parker because he was, I think it was during the Super Pook episode, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Getting that running for the first time. Yeah, yeah. dude, that thing is like, it just scares me to look at that thing, but just <laughs> the super poop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we gave that away at our last rally. That yeah, was yeah. A, yeah. That was a raffle bike. That was, who, that was pretty sick. Who ended up winning that? I don't remember who got it. Um, but whoever got it took it home and like stripped the engine off of, and then gave it to someone else. And then it wound up, I think getting raffled at a Legion rally. That's hilarious. Something, something. Like, I don't know where it is now, but uh, yeah, like uh, building that and seeing it come together was kind of nuts. I didn't really have any hands-on with it, so that was all like mellow Drew and uh, Pete and Besnick. <laughs> but it was, it's fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, but why don't you talk about your bike that you were I, working on and how how that all came to be with that? Yeah, the Green Thomas. Um, yes. so I got that from Pete. Um, it was like when Tomo started drying up in Slovenia, the, they weren't shipping the factory bikes that they were supposed to. And it's like Pete went over there, uh, and started scooping up unobtainium, mm-hmm. you know, mopeds, like shit that never came to the U S and they mostly sat in boxes. Uh, and it was, you know, still in the basement. He started clearing out to move down to Florida and he started selling off like the project bikes and i was lucky enough to get in there uh i think i went to go talk to him about something else and saw that bike and i was like wow that's fucking sick but you know at the time i would say like one of the earliest uh upjet bylaws is that you couldn't have a tomos like no tomos is allowed that's fucking awesome (laughs) uh and yeah, we we changed it from no tomoses to like not your daily rider to just try not to ride a tomos very often. Uh, to you're only allowed like, to own five. Yeah. No, just the just the you know try not to ride them every day. Or yeah, yeah. You know, it really it really stems from own dope shit because yep. uh, you know a targa is a targa is a targa, and like mm-hmm. you know the you just need we encourage people to own really cool stuff and stuff that hasn't been done before, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's really where that stems from. But yeah, so I saw that Tomos and I was like, man, that's really fucking sick. And I was looking it over. It was, you know, hundred percent complete, really cool. Uh, and just bought it from him. He was just like, you know, I'm selling this. I'll give it to you for cheap. I was like, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Sold. Yeah. Uh, nice. And then like the next time I went there, I, you know, rebuilt the carburetor, cleaned the points. It was uh, reset the timing. It had the, it was missing the Woodruff pin. Mm-hmm. So like the timing, it just like completely shifted. Yeah. Um, and it actually took a long time before I even fixed that. I just like reset it on the taper mm-hmm. and, you know, started it up, like cleaned out the, the tank and put fresh gas in it and it fired right up. And I would just like go there every couple of days and just like ride it around the block. And it was like real rickety and shit before I started tearing into a top end rebuild and, mm-hmm. 
eventually upgraded the gearing, uh, the carb, the pipe, the top end. And uh, yeah, it's still pretty much original, but uh, it's, you know, it's dialed in pretty nicely now. Yeah, it's a sweet looking bike. And like, I feel bad. Like, I know I saw it there. Who brought down your bike to Tampa? Like, how did you decide to go to Tampa? Because, yeah, I always find that fascinating. Everybody's story, how they decided to go. Yeah, and that's one that I'm really fucking glad I did because I was not going to go at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, Drew, Drew, who's uh, also an Upjet, uh, who lived directly above me, he up until recently, he, you know, <laughs> my ceiling was his floor. <laughs> awesome. uh, and so he has a family down in Tampa, like right by there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was fully jazzed on going. He owned a truck. He's like, just put your bike in. I'm going to drive down. You can fly down and meet me there. I'm like, dude, I'm, I have work. I can't take off. I'm not going to just fly down there for two days. Uh, and then it turns out I did. And I flew down there for one day. I got there, I think, um, Saturday morning at 3 a.m. Okay. Did the rally and then flew back at like, or I had to get to the airport by like 4 a.m. Sunday morning. So I was there for like less than 24 hours, essentially. Yeah, you're the ultimate hit it and quit it uh, guy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this is pre-COVID, so I'm so fucking glad I did it because <sighs> I was like, I'll just, I'll just go to another rally. You know, Legion's going to be here and like all these other ones that I was going to go to. Uh, LSLB was going to be having a rally in Boston because we mm-hmm. like alternate years. I was like, this is going to be sick. I had all these rallies. Why the fuck do I need to go to Tampa? Yeah. And there was and, no and, information out. That was the thing about it. Like, no. there was no information like Tampa rally. And that was about <laughs> it. Like, yeah. Only rally of 2020. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we wound up. He drove down, uh, Drew drove down, and he took my bike with him. And then when I got there, I just flew in uh took an uber to his brother's house where we stayed the night and then hit the rally in the morning and i was so fucking pissed i was having so many issues (laughs) with my bike breaking down but um you know made a lot of really great friends out of that one rally uh cheers to you yes yes and uh yeah a couple other people i stay in touch with from it Mm -hmm. and no it's just the perfect way to have a moped experience in 2020 because like you said, there was no information and it turns out to have been a real fucking shit storm. Yeah. And like, and I, I, I stress that to people all the time, the rally itself wasn't that good, but it was the camaraderie <laughs> of the people that everybody, cause there was so many cast of characters from all over. Cause like I like yourself and me and like, there were so many people that just kind of came in and like, you know what? It's winter. And a lot of us Northerner people, you know, like the hot and rally boys and um, the cranks from Milwaukee, like everybody's like, dude, it's fucking winter. We're sick of the, we're sick of the snow. We want to get out to something warm. And it wasn't that yeah. super warm in Tampa. It was like 60, 65, but it was like still yeah. getting, you could wear a t-shirt. So that, that made me very happy. Yeah. No, and uh, I remember the theme of the was uh, the Lady Knights because they had the just Lady Kings, yes, Lady Kings, yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't know what has happened to them. I hope they're still like wrenching and ripping, but uh, yeah, that was like the theme of it mm. was everybody from Richmond and 
think Atlanta, like yeah. the swoops and everything, were just like the Lady Kings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think like I think COVID kind of hit them in a weird way, but like yeah. I think they're still around from what I heard. I just saw I actually am friends with a few of them on Instagram and I saw them doing some Richmond stuff recently. So yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a uh-huh. rad rad deal they're all super nice i i made it out to richmond this summer saw some of them you know we all we rode uh yeah it was yeah richmond's another rad moped city um so but you kind of expressed what you were going to do um before covid hit you were going to go to legion um some of these other rallies and we all just kind of happened to say fucking did tampa what has your 2020 been like for moped riding i've seen some of your stuff you've put up on your instagram page your motorcycle riding but like what's mopeds been like for you especially with um pete leaving new york and now they got the second shop open again but like yeah yeah so jp opened second stroke nyc which is doing awesome uh great fucking backed up they're trying to keep as many mopeds on the road as possible uh been a lot of thefts like oh you know constant constant bikes getting stolen uh, our friend dylan he got his entire shop raided they like cut the lock on his car like single car garage and stole like 10 bikes and all of his tools and shit yeah it's, i remember seeing something about that that sucks so bad yeah. dude it's been pretty rough in the city um but still riding mopeds uh personally I've been doing a decent amount of motorcycle trips just because, um, again, like I can't travel internationally. I can't really do anything. So my wife and I do a lot of um, cabins and stuff in like Hudson Valley, just in, Mm -hmm. you know, 200 mile radius of the city. And I have like, uh, you know, it said I had an RD 200, just, you know, small displacement, two stroke, five speed motorcycles that I've been riding to those. So like, I'll take Friday off ride, you know, 160 miles to the cabin. And then I have that bike to go around and then ride back. Uh, so yep. that's mostly been what I've been doing uh, because uh, there's nowhere to go on a moped. But yeah, like it's mostly been wrenching. We have a clubhouse in bed that is like a thousand square foot basement that we have something like 40 something bikes in. Oh, wow. And yeah. We have a massive, it's like three rooms. We have a storage room, machining room and like benches and like a lounge. Nice. Uh, split into a lounge. So we often are hanging out with uh, each other at the clubhouse. No, not to get, not to get together. Is, is that yeah. somebody's like buddies, cousins building or something like that? Because I know, I know New York isn't cheap for rentals, but I mean, I don't know yeah. what it is right now for Rona prices when nobody can pay rent, but like, we've, it's had, always, this, we've had the spot for like a, at least a year. So we didn't get a Rona price. Oh, okay. Uh, no connection. It is just a, um, it's like a basement that was on Craigslist mm-hmm. that we got and it's pretty cheap. It's like a dollar a square foot, which is oh, dude, crazy. yeah, it's crazy. The only yeah. problem is it's down five stairs and a right angle, so it's really hard to get bikes in and out. Mm-hmm. But it's very secure. Um, our we had one set of neighbors that really hated us that they just moved <laughs> out, so that's pretty dope. <laughs> uh, so we just hang out there. We like you know build bikes, and uh, we've hosted. A handful of rides even during like covid where we were just like wear a mask socially distance 
mm-hmm. keep your helmet on if you're talking to somebody or something, but just you know, get the fuck out of your apartment. Cause if you don't, you're going to do something stupid. Mm-hmm. And this is like a nice way of uh, socializing. So yeah, we, we hosted a bunch of rides. I think we have another one coming up soon because it's, it hasn't been that cold in New York. Yeah. So we want to get another group ride in. Nice possible. dude. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been good. Um, how is the future for Upjet looking? Are you guys prospecting right now? Or are you guys like, I, I just always, uh, just to get the word out about your club, because like, like I said, um, you guys have both the whole two, three members I've actually know from Upjet, like have been really super nice and economating. I don't know. They've just been oh, nice to me. You. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing pretty strong. We got a uh, solid membership. A uh, couple of out-of-staters now uh, that because of COVID or other things have Life, moved. Yeah, still very, still very much up jet. Uh, we're doing great. You know, just uh, uh, we're actually, you know, looking at bringing on more prospects uh, if we find the right people. So we're just always looking to see. Nice. Um, but yeah. Growth on. is key. Growth is key. Um, yeah. What are your? Because I'm a positive person what are your 2021 plans? Are you looking to shape up to do for mopeds and in the moped community? Cause I really think by the time may hits, we're going to be able to at least, we're not going to have everyone a beat, but we're going to at least be together. I, I really yeah. feel that because between people going cr- stir crazy and between the vaccinations that are kind of okay, we think we don't know, but we're going to try them anyways. But like if people what, believe them. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Was that the sublebo or I'm fucking screwing up where the placebo placebo effect kicks in where it just cures you anyways, but whatever. Yeah, sugar pill. Uh, I don't, I haven't even really fucking thought about 2021, honestly. (laughs) I, uh, I think just the same old shit, you know, Upjet, (laughs) the incredible thing is we're just going to keep doing what we do. Mm-hmm. we're always going to host rides we're always going to try and help people we're always going to like you know do whatever we can for the community regardless of the year regardless of pandemic mm-hmm. we'll do whatever we can so it's really know, just keeping speaking on. of your rides i know you guys put on a charity ride um in the end of october was it or when was, was that yeah just before the end of september uh, okay. the, the distinguished gentleman's ride mm-hmm. so they had decided that um, and we participate in that every year. It's like a charity event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it all goes towards men's health it's for the Movember charity, for those mm-hmm. who aren't familiar. And it's a dress up and tweed and look like a goddamn hipster. Yep. And you ride in like a pack ride. And normally it's like 4,000 people or something. It's, it's all these cafe and vintage bikes. And it's police led through, they try to hit all five boroughs. Awesome. And this year, and we, we always show up on mopeds. That's like mm-hmm. a big thing. Uh, but this year they decided that because of COVID, they were going to have a ride solo thing Yeah. so that everyone socially distances. Obviously, you shouldn't have that many people in one place at one time. So we decided to take the opportunity to host a charity event. So we uh, bought a bunch of hot dogs and like chips and beers and things led a group ride wound up at a park in brooklyn where everyone was able to you know distance Mm -hmm. uh yeah it was a safe event so we wound up like everything we 
you know, Upjet bought all the beer and hot dogs and everything. And then everything that we sold went directly to charity. And That's we awesome. wound up just raising, I think, like 500 bucks or something right around there. Not yeah. nothing, but not not like two grand or something. No, but uh, I, when it comes to charity, and I can tell you from somebody who's been on nonprofit boards, and every dollar is appreciated because that dollar yeah. wasn't there the day before. So yeah, dude, it doesn't yeah. matter if you give, you know, round up forty cents at the cash register at the grocery store, or if you donate twenty six million dollars. Like every cent counts for a charity and a nonprofit. So don't fucking. Yeah take anything away from you guys so that's awesome <laughs> well thank you yeah it was it was cool being able to raise some money uh and yeah we actually did get like a personal email back from i don't know somebody on the fundraising team that thanked us for the donation mm-hmm. but yeah we were able to raise some uh, some money for good november is something we'll do every year we support it and yeah. uh like to help out wherever possible like i guess yeah maybe next year i'll have to dip out for that one i yeah um because i'm always willing to go ride mopeds other places um we got loaners for you if you do decide yeah well we kind of talked about that i ended up going to conan's ride then i saw your thing oh, but yeah conan's ride was <laughs> rad um and i want to speak again on conan's ride and i'm so happy i i should i'll probably even do some fancy editing to throw something else at the beginning um conan from manic mopeds is a lot of you who follow him on Instagram and it's manic mopeds at Instagram. I'm just pulling this off the top of my head. He's recently gotten into the apparel business too. Cause everybody else did. But the cool thing that Conan's doing, he's doing a tie dye version and that's $30. All proceeds from that shirt is going to Timo from the swoops who got um, hit by a car at Conan's ride. It was a sad deal. Mistakes happen. Timo is going to be okay. Um, but yeah, we're all trying to come together. I know I bought one of the masks. I'll relink that up again. Um, one of Timo's friends, I'm not sure of the connection there, decided to do this for Timo. And yeah, they're 20 bucks mask. All proceeds go to Timo and his efforts to, you know, eat. Cause you know, that's, that's a big thing eating. So everybody go and buy a mask from Timo and go buy a long sleeve from Conan from smog. Um, Again, we just talked about nonprofits and charities. Every cent counts and every shirt and mask counts too. So again, thank you, Manic Mopeds, for stepping up and doing that. You didn't have to, but you know, you're a mopeder, so that's what we do. Um, also, do you want to shout out any Instagram, anything like that? Because I got away from shout. I, I just feel weird saying shout out because I'm a Midwest kid, but you know, whatever. Um, is there any Instagram or anything like that you want to direct people to? um i guess just upjet <laughs> okay upjet upjet yep yeah, yeah. um look at our dumb pictures online <laughs> they are especially like uh when rona first hit i think it was andrew or somebody like was posting new york it was like a ghost town you guys were riding mopeds through Times yeah. square i was just like dude i yeah, seen he was this like movie. laying down in traffic and shit except there was no traffic <laughs> it looks like i'm legend yeah, it was wild. Yeah, yeah, um, it's nuts. I can't thank you enough for coming on, there, Parker. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, dude. You and I, as I tell everybody who's on Second Chance Moped Podcast, if you ever find yourself in the Midwest and it's not during a rally, 
you always have a just hit me up i'll put you on a bike and go rip around um and if it's during if you find yourself out for the casserolers rally and you want to shack up with either no other mopeders or 50 mopeders you have a place to stay always at my house and don't forget mopeds are dumb (laughs) 